Welcome to the Missing Peace Podcast. Super excited that you're joining us today. We're so excited about the journey we're about to go on. Yeah. And I am joined here today, episode one, with a man himself, Jared <laughs> Neiman. So excited to be here with you, Jared. Thanks, Come on, man. man. Thanks for being a part of this uh, with me. Absolutely. I'm so great. I'm, I'm so, so ecstatic that this journey that you, you and I are going to be on, especially with everyone that's going to be joining the Missing Peace community, right. the book. Can't wait to talk all about it. So... Before we get into the book, before we get into the content, before we get into everything that I, I really believe God put in your heart to share with the world, yeah. um, let's talk about how we got here. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about us a little bit. So Jared and I have known each other, man, probably about nine or 10 years. Right. Um, and I joined a team where Jared and his family are pastors, Abundant Church in El Paso, 2014. But the very first trip you and I went on, uh, you were speaking at the Dream Center in LA. Oh, that's right. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. It was super fun. Uh, yeah. That was like 2013, 2012, somewhere yeah, we just in there. Hung out. Yep. We just hung, hung out, had a good steak. And it was, a, it was a great Fleming, time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we've known each other for a little bit. And um, recently, we've gotten the opportunity to work together. And, and uh, I, get to, I get to be a part of the dream and the team at uh, Abundant Church. And so, hey, tell us a little bit, man. Tell us about your family. Tell us about what you do all day, every day. Right. So if you don't know me, uh, yeah, my name's Jared. And I'm the lead pastor at Abundant Church. I have been for a while now. Uh, my wife, Carla, and... Uh, and we have two kids, Caleb and Charlotte. A couple years ago, I went on this journey in my own personal life about studying the peace of God. And it was something that I was very passionate about for a couple years that just grew out of talking to people who struggled and uh, successful people, uh, Christians, non-Christians, uh, people who by all appearance seemed like everything was great. Uh, when you'd look at them, you wouldn't think there'd be anything going on on the inside of them mentally or emotionally. But then when you talk to them, they were challenged with things. And even from my own history, I had struggled with anxiety and panic and insomnia and stuff. And so I went on this study to uh, understand for myself and for the people in our church and people I talked to, how we can have the peace of God, not just in a moment, but in every day of our lives. And when challenge arises, when darkness comes, when stress and anxiety try to build up in our emotions, how we can confront it and face it, but ultimately overcome it. Yeah. You know what I love about it, Jared, is that every single one of us need the message that God gave you through this book, Thanks. through this thought, the missing piece. You know, I love that you said this, that regardless of what sphere of life you're in, regardless of what stage of life you're in, regardless of where you're at, even in faith, yeah. right? Like this, th this is something that I think we should just establish right away is that this isn't just for Christians necessarily. Right. For anybody. You can experience the peace that is supernatural, right? That goes beyond just right. our own ability and our own, our own um, I guess our own, our own capacity to have it all together. You know, right. the truth is at any given moment, if you're a human being, there are probably places in your life where you're not okay. Right. Right. And I, I really believe Jared, after, after having read through the book, after having talked with you as you were, as, as, it, as it was swirling in you, right. Cause this right. is something that's been just brewing in you for a couple well, of years. years. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, I think that, I think that the power with this book 
And the beauty of this podcast is gonna be that we're gonna be able to uh, help you find what's missing in your day-to-day and practically inject that back into your life, right? right? You know, we, we wanna take this whole thought of, of peace and go from, it's like this theory or this kind of thing that I'm just kind of like hoping for and break it down into something that's super practical right. that you can, ex- like at the end of the podcast today, we believe that you can experience peace immediately. Oh, right? absolutely. If people, if people connect with this podcast and or connect with the book, hopefully with both, they will begin to take what was close but so far away. Have you ever had that thing that was at the tip of your tongue? Or, you know, the statement, it's so close, but it's so far away. That's how I felt that peace was in my life. And I would hear about peace. You would hear about having peace or being in places of peace or this is my my, this is my zone. This is my meditation area. Or I met peace when I'm at the beach, but I can't go to the beach every day. I I can't uh, do yoga all day, every day. I can't do these things. I need to be able to actually attain peace within my soul, regardless of circumstance, regardless of location, and regardless of what is happening in or around me. I need to be able to attain it. And of course, in life as Christians, we all hear about that God's the God of peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Uh, the night Jesus was born, the angel declared peace, except that then so many people don't have it. It's truly missing right. from their life. Right. We want it, we hear about it, we know it exists. It's so close, yet too often it's so far away. Yeah. But I believe this podcast, this book that is being released, uh, will help people take what is far away and it will actually be attained. Absolutely. And the peace of God will come into their life. And, and in this book, there are supernatural things that come from God that you will learn and be able to apply your faith towards. But there's also just practical, logical uh, methods and tools that I lay out that any person can apply immediately. The moment they read it, they can start to make those changes in their life, whether it's habitual, whether it's mental or emotional, they can start applying these things and the health of their mentality within their soul, within their mind, within their heart will immediately become better and they will start to overcome anxiety, even depression, panic, and all sorts of different emotional challenges that we face. Yeah, I love it. And so I think we should just dive in, man. Like, so let's, let's start right at where the book starts, right? Um, I, think, I think it's incredible that, that the message of peace, the, the principle of peace, and we're both pastors, right? right? The prince of peace is for everyone. Everyone. Right? It is for everyone. And I think that we can all start at the beginning. And the beginning, which this is where you start at in chapter one of the book, all starts with a simple question, yep. right? And that question is, are you okay? Yeah, that's right? the question. That's, that's the question. And I think as, as, I, as I read through the book and as I read through um, how you were thinking, even just talking with you about this, Jared, you know, what, one of the first places we all have to begin in, in receiving peace and starting the journey towards peace or living with peace in our life is answering that question, but answering it honestly, right? Because right. isn't that where a lot of us miss our peace and right. lose our peace is in trying to give the answer to that question, are you okay? Um, in trying to give the answer we think people want to hear 
or answering that question out of our insecurities or out of our fears. And rather than being authentic and being transparent, being vulnerable, we're we're afraid of that honesty. How how powerful is answering that question honestly? It's so powerful. And we are so accustomed to not answering it because we're raised all day, every day. People go, hey, how are you? Good. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah, super shallow, right? Yeah, super shallow. Oh, I'm good. How are you? Good. Thanks. And you could have two people who are totally broken and they're both going, no, I'm good. Yeah. Right? And now I'm not saying that you go spill the beans with every person that asks you how you're doing. Okay, that's, that's probably inappropriate at certain times with certain people because you need to have people that you trust, that you talk to and you share in. But you're, you're never going to be able to heal from something if you won't yeah. admit that you need healing. You will never be able to get better in an area of your life that you won't face the fact that it needs improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't fix something if you won't recognize or admit that it's broken. And too often we've been told to believe that having uh, mental challenges, battling anxiety, being depressed, having panic attacks or suicidal thoughts and tendencies, or even just having moments of feeling overburdened, burned out, that that's something to be ashamed of, that you can't talk about that, uh, that seeking help or seeking uh, professional help on some level is something to be embarrassed of, right. or, but it's right. not. Like it's some sort of failure, Like, right? it's, like, like you like failed somehow. Yeah. And yeah. I remember uh, when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, um, and that was a, a disease that hit her life. No one mocked her or made fun of her that she had cancer. But for some reason, we've been accustomed to, and I think it's so wrong, really, to believe that having a challenge within your emotions or mentally is something to be ashamed of. Yeah. It's not. It's something to face, yeah. something to get help from, from the Lord and from people and wisdom around you. And it's something ultimately though to overcome, face it and overcome it. And that's what this book is about. That's what this podcast is about. Let's talk about this. Let's look at it. Let's get better. Let's heal. Let's take those sleepless nights and start getting rest. Let's take that panic and start being at, at, at peace Let's take anxiety and turn it to hope. Let's turn depression into, into peace. Let's turn worry into trust and confidence. Let's turn those situations around the same way that you would address other problems, right? right. Uh, if you have a child that's acting out, you would address it and bring them back into a place of obedience right. and structure, right? right. The, so let's talk about it. Right. And so that's the question is, right. are you okay? Are you okay? And like, the, only way, the only way to answer it is with honesty. Right. And what I love about the book, Jared, is that the, the book is so open and so transparent. Yeah. Right? Like there, 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 there really is a spirit and a disposition to the book where you really just open yourself up yeah. in transparency. And I think what happens with that is like it helps us be disarmed. It helps us let our guard down a little yeah. bit. And, you know, the, the beauty of honesty is that honesty immediately derails lies. Right. right. And there in, in chapter one of the book, which I'm just going to shamelessly just say already, like, I know we're only halfway into episode one of the <laughs> podcast, but you got to get the book, man. Yeah. Like you've got to, we're, we're going to skim over it 
and we're going to give you pieces of it, but like you've, you've got to get it. Jared really just drills down into some, in, into some really powerful things that will change your life in the first 10, 15 minutes of reading the book. But there's a couple of lies that, um, that, that come with like just hiding, hiding and, and covering and wanting to conceal ourselves until we yeah. fix ourselves right. And, and one of those lies is that we're alone. In our, in our brokenness and we're alone in our right. dysfunction, right? And I love that you said it a few minutes ago. It was like, dude, you're not alone. Yep. You're not by yourself. And what I love about, about how you guide us into finding peace through the book is that you come along the journey. You don't, you don't place yourself as like the hero, right? Hmm. Like you're saying, look, I'm a guide. Like I've been there. I've missed my peace also. Right. And you're not alone in this, right? Um, one, of the other, one of the other misconceptions or flat out lies is that if, if you're missing peace in your life, you're weak. Right. Right. But that can be f- further from the truth. Right. Like, the, oh. like the truth, the truth is, is like, how strong are you? Right. That with, with having missing, missing peace in your life, you've still moved forward and you're still right. kind of got it all together. Right. Um, and- to me, strength is not pretending like something doesn't exist. Yeah. Strength is accepting that it does exist, facing it, telling the truth about it and coming through it That's to great. overcome it. Absolutely. And get better. That's Absolutely. strength. To me, to strength it. is is admitting I can't do that, and that's okay. That's, I can't do that. Let's find the people who can. To me, strength is knowing who you are and allowing yourself to get better, to, to grow, to yeah. be challenged. And this goes beyond even just this book, right? But that's strength, not pretending like something doesn't exist. Right. That's pride. Right. Pride is pretending that you're something you're not or pretending that something doesn't exist, although it does, and it might be destroying your life or bringing chaos in your situations. No, that's pride, and pride leads to your fall and and the dismantling of your power. But strength is, this is who I am. I'm going to ask myself, am I okay? What can I do to get better? How can I get smarter? How can I grow? How can I, in this context take these challenges, look at them, get new information, allow the Lord to come into my life and help me to overcome these things so I can be as healthy as possible. And find that missing piece. And find the piece that has been missing. You know, one of the the other lies that you address is the fact that you're hopeless. But I I just want want to encourage everyone who's listening and watching right now that you're not hopeless, Right. right? And the book really just drives that for you. You're not hopeless. On the contrary, if we're able to be honest and say, you know what? No, I'm not okay. And confront that actually speaks to a seed and a root of hope inside of you. And I'm so excited to talk about the hope that we can have in finding the missing piece. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Jared, you know, I love that we were talking about this. We were talking about that, a massive lie. When, when confronted with the question, are you okay, is that we feel that we're hopeless. Yeah. Truth is, you're not, right. right? And oftentimes, hopelessness will lead to fatalism. And fatalism simply sounds like this. I can't do anything about can't this. There's nothing I can do, right. right? This is who I am. Right. Well, we're going to push against that. And I love that right. the book 
unapologetically pushes against right. passivity and a sense of like, I'm just, I'm, I'm done. And the truth is you're not done, right? Um, and so what I love about your personality is that you're like, let's do it. You can, you will, yep. and you got to do it, right? And so chapter one immediately just puts that wind in our sails. Things that we can do today. And I wanted to share that with us today. Like, you know, the three, the three can do's, right? right. Of uh, finding your peace and something. This is all things you can do today, right? right now. So the very first can do, right? Today, right? What can you do today? Number one, you can stop defending the dysfunction, defending the lie, and you can start believing. Right. What does that mean? When, when that came to you, Jared, and, and, and you started penning that, because immediately that, that's, that shows up in chapter one. So obviously that was at the forefront of your mind when you were just processing through this. That was like right there. Right. Why, why, did, why did you start there? Why was that a big deal? Well, a lot of times when you're faced with challenge, whether it's in context to this book or in any other area of your life, the, the challenge wants you to believe that it is greater than you. Yeah. And so it creates a sense of defeat, a sense of weakness, of brokenness. Um, in this context, you start identifying as I am depressed, uh, I am suicidal, I am broken, I'm too far gone. And I, I wanted to encourage people to start believing against that identity. Yeah, sure. Because you're not. The Bible says you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Uh, Jesus said that you are strong, you are able, and you can overcome. And so to me, the first step after you admit, hey, yeah, I'm not totally okay, I, I, peace is missing in my life, and I want to get it back. Yeah. Most likely at some point in your life you had it, and it went away, but it's still there. We just need to get it back in our souls, right? Yeah. And so it's to, the first step is start believing that you can. Now, you might not be there yet, but you can at least start believing, and you can at least start having within your mind, you know what, I'm not going to stay this way. I'm not going to accept this as who I am for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now. So many people struggle with these types of challenges and they face anxiety, depression, uh, loss of joy, maybe daily. It might be seasonal. It might be crippling. But the, the, the step, the first step to overcome it is to simply believe that you can. Absolutely. And you, you won't take any of the other steps if you don't believe that you can get help, that Absolutely. peace can come into your life. Absolutely. And so I just want to say to people, you can get better. Yeah. You, you can overcome. Yeah. And, but it starts with simply just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to believe something different. Yeah. You know, what's interesting to me is that it, whether I'm defending dysfunction or believing for better, right. it takes the same it takes the same things. It takes right. a decision. It takes believing. Right. Yeah. It's a decision and it's energy. Right. Right. And the truth is, whether I'm defending my dysfunction, which let, let's pause on that real quick. Like, how often do we do that? Right. right. Do we like it, a lot? A lot of a, a, a lot of the missing piece and a lot of the stress we carry is us just simply defending a dysfunction holding a narrative, right. the story we tell ourselves over and over in our right. minds, right? And at the end of the day, if we boil that down, that simply is a matter of choice, a matter of perspective, right? right? Um, and it's so, it's so interesting to me how simply, how, how practical you put it, 
right? Where it's like, look, you can either choose to keep your eyes on the issue, your eyes on the problem, right. or you can shift your decision-making, your, your intentionality placement, intentional placement of energy, and say, you know what? No, I'm, if I'm going to believe something, I'm going to believe for the better. Right. If I'm going to believe something, I'm going to believe that there is more for me, for my family, that there's more beyond this trauma, that there's more beyond um, this situation in my life, right? And, and is it really that simple though, dude? Like, is it really just simply saying, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to make this choice. I think the first step is that simple. Believing is a choice. And so you can believe that you are broken or you can believe that you're going to get wow. better. No matter what you believe, it will produce exactly what you yeah. believe. So you have an option here that produces two drastically different results. Wow. So right now, every person watching or listening has the choice to believe something. Right. And you can believe that you are too far gone or you can believe that peace can come into your life and they will produce two totally radically different mindsets within your soul and will take you to two totally different places. But that choice is yours. It's a big deal. It's yours. Whether wow. you're in your 20s or your 60s, you whether you're rich or poor, no matter who you are or where you've come from, whether you live in the United States or in Europe or in Central and South America, the choice to believe is yours. Yeah. No one can demand or force you to believe something that you don't want to believe. Yeah. So I encourage everybody, at minimum, listening to this podcast today, at least leave here believing that peace can come back into your no, life. No, absolutely. I think you, you and I talk about this all the time. I mean, we, we deal with hundreds and hundreds, if yeah. not thousands of people on a regular basis. And one, one of the things that emerges all the time, which I think takes the way our believing is the need to know why. Right. Why, why did this happen? Why did it go down this way? Why did my husband do that to me? Why did this happen to my family? Why did I lose my job? And I, th I think there's a lot of nobility, right, in, in, in the human spirit to want to know why. Yeah. It's what makes us human, to try to find meaning in things, right? But I think what happens is if we're not careful, Jared, we will, we will place so much energy on trying to figure out why. And, um, you know, we, we've, we've, we've talked about this in, 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 in our counseling sessions, a lot of times our goal is maybe maybe not not to get people to why something happened, because um, honestly, we could spend six, seven months right. and counseling someone and never figure out why it happened, right? And also figuring out why it happened doesn't change what happened. Exactly. That's exactly so what I was going to say. So you're just like, spending all this energy. effort, time, yeah. and emotion yeah. to discover or answer a question, number one, that may never be able to be answered. There, there are questions in life that you will right. not answer. Uh, why, why does a, a person get cancer? Why does one person overcome it and why does another right. one not right. overcome it? You right. can't answer those questions. Right. So you can spend all this emotional energy and time trying to answer those questions that you're not going to answer or shift your focus and start simply believing and choosing to move forward. There it is to, okay, this happened, Yep. and I, I can't that. change it. I love that. But I can change my future based on what I choose right, right. now. I so heard you say one time, life is not defined by what happens to you. Life is defined by how you respond Absolutely. to what happens to right. you, and that is so important. 100%. I think, so as, as you're saying that, what I'm hearing you say is this, that e even if we could figure out why, 
right? right? If we could come to a moment of like comprehensive understanding, I understand why this happened. You said it. Number one, it doesn't change that it happened. Right. Number two, you're still confronted with the question that matters most, which is, what will you do now? Yeah. And now the what? truth is, today, even if you don't know why it happened, you can choose what you will do. Right. And we encourage you today to do what Jared said in the missing piece. Stop defending right. and start believing. That's what you can do today. And, you know, b- believing, Jared, the, the Bible teaches us in Proverbs 23, 7, that as a man believes in his heart, as a person believes, yep. that's what they become, yep. right? Um, so believing carries corresponding action, corresponding Always. behavior, right? right? And so one of the can-dos that you share in the book after you share stop defending, start believing, is release the problem, release the issue to God, yeah. Right. Um, now, that's something that you hear all the time, especially in church world. Right. It's like, hey, let go and let God. Right. And I'll sit back in moments like that. And I'll be like, what does that mean? dude? Right. Like, I don't like that sounds great. And I've, I'm probably guilty. I'm a preacher. Right. Like, so I'm probably guilty of like at some point. Times, hey, man, just let go and let God, bro. You let know what I mean? Go and, let God. and in that it's moment, it's like super Instagram emotional. Post. Like, <laughs> Totally. It's a great. <laughs> it's a tweetable. Right? right. It's a tweetable. But what does that really mean? Like, how do I let go, dude? You know, right. um, I love that you break it down for us in The Missing Piece. Give, give us your thought on that because you included it on something you can do today. What's the practical, what does that look like practically in someone's life who's at that point today said, Cruz, Jared, I, like, I'm ready to believe. I want to release it. What does that look like for them? Well, to, to me, it, it simply looks like starting at, at this place where we are right now is that you understand that God's going to come on this journey with you. And so I've I've never even liked the statement, let go and let God. That acts like you have no part in this. That's what that sounds like. Well, just let go and let God. So what are you going to go sit in your (laughs) room by yourself and God's going to magically whip up stuff? No, you are partners with God here and God is going to come into your life and he's going to empower your believing that you can get better and his peace, his hope, his joy will come into you as you take, take godly steps, right? So letting go and letting God is really actually you letting go of your behavior, your believing, your choices that are contradictory to what God wants you to do, believe, and choose. That's correct. So you let go of your behavior that is not producing a healthy mindset or a healthy soul, and you say, God, you know what? I'm going to start doing this your way. A thing I say all the time, if you this. want God's results, do it God's way. Say that again for the if people If you the want bank. God's results, do it God's yeah. way. We cannot expect God to give us what he wants to give us by not doing what he asks us to do. That's simple parenting. Come on. I mean, that's simple uh, being in an employer-employee relationship. You're not going to get a raise by not showing up to work on time. It, you're, you're not going to get promoted by not doing the tasks your boss tells you to do, right? You're, you're not going to reward your children for disobedience. It's just not going to happen, right? Like, yeah. they're going to get corrected. They're going to get grounded. They're going to lose their iPad or their gaming. So whatever it is in your house disobedience is not going to produce reward. Well, we want God's results, but so often we want to do it our way. So the first step we can say is, what I'm doing right now is not working. It's not working. 
I'm hurting, I'm, I'm broken, I'm lost, I'm confused, I'm tormented on some level. So clearly what I've been doing is not, not working. working. Yep. I need a new way. Yep. And that way is God's way. I Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. I he's the way, he's the truth and his truth sets you free and he gives you life and that is life abundant, life of joy, peace, and happiness, a life that, that satisfies. You know, when, when, we, when we jump into believing, there's this massive degree of trust, right? right? Um, and again, we're coming back to this either or. Either I trust that what has happened to me will define me forever, or I trust that there, and believe that there's gonna be more for me. Right. And when I release my way of doing things, and grab hold of God's way of doing things, really that's, I'm also saying, I now choose to put my trust in God's way and not my way, right? right. And so that's, so my trust then carries obedience. It carries, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be submitted to what God is asking me to do, his way of doing things. And you know, the most, I believe the most important can do uh, comes from just doing things God's way, which is we don't run from God, but in our moment of hurt, in our moment of chaos, in our moment of trauma, we don't run away from God. Right. We run towards God we run and we to run God. towards hope. That's a message that is consistent. As long as I've known you, Jared, it's always been consistent to you, right? Like it, it, there's been times in my life where you've pointed me towards hope, right? right? And um, I, I think we should end our, our talk today and our, our podcast today in that, like, why is it so important to run to hope? And how do we do that today? Like right, right now, as, as you're watching this on YouTube, you're listening to this on whatever right. platform you're listening to this on, how do you run to hope? Well, the first thing is to understand there is hope. Yeah. Uh, Jesus is the hope of humanity. He's our hope. Uh, the Bible says that hope is the anchor of your soul. So that begs the question, then what is it, right? Hope, hope is this word we all hear about. Oh, I'm hoping for this. I hope this works out. I hope my marriage gets better. I, I hope I overcome this. I, I hope I get a raise this year. I, I hope my kids get accepted into a great school, right? I hope. Well, hope's just simply believing or having a positive expectation for your future. It, it's not wishing I could change my past. No, hope is something good's gonna work out in the yeah. future. And I just believe with all my heart that no matter what's happened to someone, no matter where they've been, no matter what they've done, there is a hope and a future for them. There is good things that can happen to them. Jesus wants to, to help them. And, uh, you know, I was thinking while you were talking, I had a, a guy come up to me who was an atheist, and he doesn't even believe in God, and he doesn't believe in any form of even a superior being. And he asked me about this topic because someone had brought him uh, the teaching series called The Missing Piece that I did years ago, and it started to, he listened to it, and it started to challenge some of his thinking. And so he came to me, he came to church, and he, he came down front and talked to me. And I simply told him, I said, look, I'm not gonna try to tell you to change everything you believe in your life right here, right now on one Sunday morning. I did tell him this, so I just want you to leave here asking yourself this question, what do you have to lose? Wow. What do you have to lose? He was battling depression. He was hurting. He was in turmoil in his soul. And I told him, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose to start believing that there's hope for you? To start believing that something better can come. And that's my, my hope for this book is that people will read it. 
that they'll hear this podcast, that they might log on and hear the teachings that were done over the course of time about peace. And they'll understand at minimum that there's a hope for them, that they can overcome these challenges, that they can have joy in their life, that peace can come into their mind, into their soul, even in the worst of times, even in the darkest of moments. And they can know that they're going to get through it, that God's going to go through it with them, that even though maybe man has abandoned them, God never leaves them or forsakes them, that there is a hope for them, that things can get better, that the sun is going to shine again, literally, but metaphorically, that as chaotic as things may seem in that moment, order can be restored and that they can get better. And there is hope. And that's running to hope is just running to this can get better. Absolutely. Something better can come. I can overcome this. I can do this. I can believe for something new in my life. And that's what I want to encourage everybody. If you're watching this is there's hope for you. You're not going to stay broken. You're not going to stay hurting. You're not going to stay depressed. You're not going to stay panicked. There is hope for you. And it starts with you believing that there's hope. So good, Jared. Thank you so much, man. I, I, love, I love the heart of this. And hey, you guys, listen, I hope you enjoyed this content today. And more than just enjoyed it, I hope it, it really spoke to you and I hope it really encouraged yeah. you that number one, it's okay not to be okay. Right. You're gonna be okay. We're all, we've all been there. Some of us are still there, right? You're gonna be okay. Number two, you can do something about it today. You can have hope. Now here's something else that you can do today you can get your copy of this incredible book yep. today, all right? So you can pre-order it as, as you're watching this, that the book is gonna be on pre-order. You can go to jaredneeman.com slash the missing piece and get your copy of this. I promise you, you will be so full of peace after just the very first chapter. Yep. You can, you will recover that missing piece. Thank you guys so much for watching today.